Welcome once again, listeners, and this is Fate's Rest. Last time, our heroes did a thing. Would you all like to elaborate? I just want to point out, it's not like you weren't 100% sure that this was Fate's Rest, so it's just a little weird vibe going out <laughs> at the beginning here. It's been a long day. It's Rest Fates. We're a different podcast D&D group. Just... <laughs> <laughs> We're the parody uh, group. Yep. Oh no. I stumbled into the wrong recording studio. <laughs> uh, I mean, what? Basically, we did a battery change. Um. Had the had the jokes about the Santa Claus claws, 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 claws. Um. The gatekeeper hasn't discovered our shenanigans yet, so that's interesting. That'll probably bite us in the butt when we go to rest. Um, <laughs> well, he hasn't had time to go to his office. We did go save him in the giant cathedral room that we've been in before. Like, also, we, we had did the just epic save season him. finale battle. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. We had that fight there, and the tree wasn't there anymore. Yeah, and I mean, also, we did just save him. So, like, if he gets back to his office, and he sees a bunch of shenanigans happened, and he's like, man, I should get back at them, but then he should remember, oh, yeah, they did just save me. (laughs) 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 That should buy us some points, at least. Oh, we figured out that the that the uh, the cosmic landlord is coming back, so uh, that was fun. That joke came back around again. <laughs> uh, the landlord. I wasn't expecting that joke to come back around again, but it did. So there's that. Hey, he he's he's always there. <laughs> he's always oh, there, he's putting spackle on the wall after the tile falls off. So it just falls off again later. Or puts a rainfall shower head on the wall vertically. You must know my land. I mean, you've seen how much this world has fallen apart. So far, this tracks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or don't change the batteries in the door specials. so you can't enter your building anymore. <laughs> I think at this point, it's not even landlords you're bitching about. It's just your apartment complex. <laughs> <laughs> So dumb with these people. <laughs> but yes, you you have rescued the the not so all knowing wisdom or knowledge dragon, and he has taken you all to the cosmic black market, where the black markets of every single world intertwine. Also. Kelly's best friend may or may not have been resurrected and is now a tiny sleeping baby in her pocket. So that's Sorry, go ahead. Um, we'll need to buy one little, uh, what's it called, baby wrap for Callie while we're out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not with my token, though. Is that a, uh, yes. Does this make the inappropriate joke about the tree in your pocket? But he's not a tree. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> All right, so. Is it better or worse than it's like a seed? Anyway. 
Pro probably a little bit worse. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we will pick up right here. Uh, you have uh, opened the door, and, and you have uh, entered the black market. And all around you, you see different stalls and people, races you've never seen before. You've got weapons and items you've never seen before. And this sprawls as far as the eye can see. Mm -hmm. The gatekeeper looks at the three of you and says, Alright. Giving you each one token, and it can buy you literally anything in this black market. Anything you desire. That does not mean you can't spend your own money here, too. Looks at my poor characters. Yeah, peeks at the like 19 gold Kelly has. It's like, alright. <laughs> Also peeks at the sad amount of gold I have. I'm 19. You're rich compared to mine. I'm richer compared to both of you, then. <laughs> we haven't exactly taken oof. very many jobs for coin. We really haven't needed to. Yeah, mostly people pay us in food and board. We don't really have to pay them anymore. <laughs> I mean, if the world worked on that model, I'd be all in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is, is there anything the three of you in particular are looking for? So you say this coin, this token, can buy me anything in this market, regardless of its value? Yes. So if so if I were to spend this coin on something of less value, I'd be wasting it to an extent. Uh, if, but if it's what you want, it's not really a waste, no, is it? So I have a question. If it can buy me anything in this market, can I buy the entire market? Because the whole market <laughs> is a thing. No. <laughs> All right, what about a stall? One singular item. Again, no. One singular item. You could probably buy the stall, but they take all their merchandise with them. I see. Hmm. -mm. And all around you, you hear people like trying to barter prices and. Vendors yelling at people for stealing stuff, and uh, it's chaos all over. I don't know what I need. I just, uh, well, I'm gonna, I guess, walk around and see if just the normal shopping thing works. Mm -hmm. Uh, roll a perception. Is it day or night? It doesn't matter. So you don't roll with disadvantage. This is in between time. So you don't get your, your plus for dusk and you don't get disadvantage for daylight. 
Cool. This, this is going to be a 19. 19. Alright. So anything in particular you're looking for, or are you just looking in general? Yobi's just looking in general. She doesn't know what she needs. Okay. So, as you are wandering around, you come across three or four stalls in a row that have different equipment and, um, like, creature parts. You have one that's like a leather station, and there's one that's um, different pieces of plate armor. There's one that's a, a makeshift weapons. And all of this stuff, no, no matter whether you, you're looking at it with, like, intent to find magic or not, exudes magic, like every bit of it. You can feel it just walking around. Um, kind of, your eyes are kind of drawn to this this stall with um, it's like different hide shields and armors and cloaks and uh, you see this solid black uh, leather cloak and it kind of just sticks in your mind I'm gonna take a pause and I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at it Maybe touch it. Is it like on a coat hanger rack? Because I definitely touch it. Yeah, it's 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 like on a mannequin, mm-hmm. like one of those half mannequins. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of hanging. And this little this little gnome lady kind of waddles up to you. Yes, can can I help you or something? Oh, I just wanted to know what this this is. Feels pretty nice. Oh, that is the Cloak of Midnight. She looks very expectantly. The the Cloak of Midnight essentially gives one the ability to see all things as it is at night. As long as you are wearing it, it will never seem like the sun is out. Hmm. So, so it's sunglasses. Sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's cool, but not really what I'm looking for. Already have something for a cloak. But thank you. Oh. Do you have other magical items? Well, not yet, but I got this cool thing to make into a cloak, and that is, that's what I want to do. You have something to make a cloak. Perhaps I could help you. I'm going to look at her wares. Does she have anything that looks like it's made out of leathers out of other creatures in this stall? So, with your previous roll, you're looking around. You're seeing different types of scales, like leather scales and uh, what looks like maybe alligator boots in one corner. You've got a, um, 
a very rigid uh, spiny shield. Looks like it's made out of uh, some kind of lizard. Mm-hmm. There is um, leather armor that looks like it's made from a uh, some some maybe bat wing or uh, dragon wing or something. You can't really tell what kind of material it is. But all of it looks like it's made from creatures. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She'll 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 take out her fun little wyvern uh, bits <laughs> and uh, show them off. Got this thing. I think it will look neat as a cloak. She like adjusts her glasses, slides this little magnifying glass over one of the lenses, stares very hard at this piece of wyvern uh, wyvern leather. I believe I can make a cloak out of this. Give me... I think ten minutes will pass in this realm. In this realm where time doesn't exist? (laughs) It'll feel like ten minutes. (laughs) Okay. Uh, And she kind of claps her hands. Jeffrey! This big old looks like half-orc guy comes out and he kind of puts his hands out to collect the leather. Um, Please give him the leather. um, uh, Do you have any way of payment? Well, I got gold and I got this token, but um, how much of a discount would any of the extra bits and pieces be? Hmm. C4. I can make everything out of the wyvern leather itself. The yarn needed, anything like that. It will need... A fasten pin. I think total you're looking at about a hundred gold. any bits that are not used. Well, I was offering the bits not used as part of the payment so you can keep it to make whatever you wanted. I don't know what I'm going to need them for. I just want a cloak. Then that's the case. I can drop the price down to 80 gold. to somebody else while I think about this. <laughs> okay. And uh, Callie and is it Fritz in charge currently? It would be Fritz, correct. Uh, what are the two of you looking for? Hmm. 
I ain't got nothing. You ain't got nothing? You gotta wander? I mean, probably. Okay. And Callie? Callie's gonna start looking around. Um, she has a couple of ideas in place, aka me, the character, I'm deciding between a couple of different possibilities. Or me, the player, I mean. Mm -hmm. um, so you can go ahead and do Fritz first, but she's kind of looking think at things that either accentuate and boost her magic or things that, you that accentuate and boost her... Um, defense okay. um, so um, she's kind of looking around in those realms of possibility but I'm trying to decide which direction I want to go personally yeah and oh, Chris needs to look at somebody that can benefit both him and Sig so alright so both of you go ahead just roll the perception checks and I will start with Fritz Lots of 19. 19. Yep. Good old 1 9. Alright. So, Fritz is kind of uh, just strolling along here, doing his Fritz thing. And we start coming across this jewelry and accessory section here. As you are, as you're delving into all this stuff, you're kind of looking through and poking at stuff. Uh, this one shop kind of comes to your attention, and it's the shop itself seems less conspicuous than the others. It's like it doesn't want to be found, but on the little stall there is this bright red rose gold ring. That's just kind of drawing your attention. So we kind of look at it. I think we have a conversation uh, with himself in a roundabout way. Okay. How does that go? Just kind of like, you know, trying to figure out if, you know, it's something they actually really want or should ask about, just, you know, back and forth. I'd say it's probably after they kind of go back and forth a little bit, just kind of comes out to the. I guess let's see what it, see what it is. Yeah. And you approach this stall. And there's a bunch of other jewelry and different items that look kind of magical all over this thing, but this one here seems to be on a pedestal and off up by itself. And uh, the little. The elven man sitting behind the counter, he says, uh, Yes, yes, what what may I help you with? Uh, we would like to know what that ring does. I'm going to point to the ring. Big stubby orc finger. Oh. Ah, my pride and joy. This one is a ring of physical projection. It's like a upgraded astral projection. So you can put yourself somewhere else to interact with things? Yes. It's very, very, very rare. I think this may be one of a kind. 
procured it off somebody in some place called the Rift. I don't... I don't really see the total value of being able to go somewhere else like that. You just go there yourself. His very, very unique ring. It's not necessarily. Physical. It's like, I guess it creates a clone of you, is how it's. And he kind of like. Puts it on to show you. And he twists it around his finger a couple times. And a little clo- physical clone of him pops up. And he's still tinkering with the rings in front of you, but this other one starts picking up boxes and moving them to the other side of the stall. It's kind of like two things at once. Reasonably useful, I can see, but... I do have other items here if you want to take a look and you like points at all the different rings. There is a ring of minor protection, uh, a ring of glowing essence, that's pretty cool. Uh, there is a ring of stone fist, that one's always a fun one. There's the confetti ring, there is uh, summoning ring. We don't know exactly what it summons because it only has three uses and we didn't want to waste it. Um, There is... He's like going through different things and he's like at a loss. All of it's like really trivial stuff like protection and uh, attack boosts and some of it lets you save spell slots and there's one that that um... And he pulls up this other one, and it's just this plain little brass ring. Because in this one, lets you store spells. The ring of spell storing. I don't. I don't think much of that really tickles a fancy. Okay. After you seem completely dis- disinterested in everything, he just sits back down and starts reading a book. Looks <laughs> <laughs> like, fine then, don't buy it. <laughs> I just, it doesn't. <laughs> I can see a use for it, but do the two personalities see a use for it? No. <laughs> <laughs> they both have the ability to teleport, so they don't really see a use for having another clone. They they both have mirror image, so... (laughs) If you want to look around some more, I need another perception check. That's a five. It's a five? Um, you may have gotten lost and are kind of just wandering aimlessly. Sweet. <laughs> and uh, you kind of like are just 
nitpicking little baubles and stuff as you run around. Eventually come back to the, the gatekeeper. Find your way back to the gatekeeper. That happens. What is Cal? What what was Callie's perception roll? Uh, that's gonna be a nineteen. Nineteen. Everyone's getting good first perception rolls tonight. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> okay. So there are two kind of things that I would like to look for. Mm-hmm. Um. I would like to look for a staff or a wand or a tool of that nature. Um. Mm-hmm. That either can boost my magic like you know it grants a plus to like the attacker damage rolls um and or can like absorb magic um as a player I know there are things that exist in like D&D canon that can do this but you know I'm gonna give freedom to the DM obviously well what do you have in mind well, the two really what cool two, things uh, that do the things that I would like to do are the Rod of Absorption and the Staff of the Magi. Um, so I think you're on a mission. You know what you're looking for. You you kind of like zero in on a stall that has all these different magic focuses. And there's, there's staves, there's wands, there's rods, there's what look like pistols, but they're just wood that's carved into a shape of a pistol. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's orbs, there's, there's all kinds of different things here. And, um, you see a, a, you see the, the staff that you could probably deem as a staff of magi. You see this this very unassuming rod. And I actually know what those look like. Those rods of absorption. They're surprisingly simple looking. And then you see this other thing while you're here. And it it's very very intricate looking. It's not it's not really a stave or a rod or a wand or a gun. It's a it's more of a a deck of cards. It looks like ordinary cards. Like you, you, you can shuffle. He lets you. This shop owner is very quiet. He lets you shuffle through them. They just look like regular playing cards. But every time you like, well, you drop one of them as you're flipping through them, and. It shoots off a little, little bit of sparks, like uh, like some kind of light is happening out of it. And then the uh, shopkeeper speaks up and he says, 
That is a deck of all magic. Is something that I've only ever encountered once, and essentially there's 26 cards. It's like a half deck of playing cards that have been imbued with different types of magic spells. There's one in there that um, can block magic altogether. There's one that can absorb someone else's magic. You have one that is blank that can store magic. There is one that has a fireball attached to it. It's very, very unique. And once the card is used, it is um, blank. It becomes a regular playing card. Do you happen to have a list of what each card does, or is this more of a guessing game? And he, he picks up the box that they were in and kind of looks through it and pulls out this, this other single card by itself, and it has a list of 52 cards with 26 of them marked out. Uh, the last owner used quite a bit of these. <laughs> lost the cards that were blank because they could have been uh, possibly repurposed. I'm going to pick up the one that she dropped and put it back in the deck and look through this deck a little bit. Look around at the other things he has. I'm going to point to the um, staff that you said she might recognize as a staff of magi. I'm not entirely sure. But just, can you tell me more about that item there? Uh, it is just a plain old staff of magi. Nothing super particular about that one. Well, I've heard of those. I don't know that I would necessarily call them plain. Um... I also have this Rod of Absorption. There is a, a Wand of Fireball, a, a, a little gun, a gun-shaped uh, focus that shoots magic missile. I have pretty much anything you need and more in case one of these are your, to your fancy. slowly flip through these cards and look through them. She's doing she's doing a heck and consider. Um, you know, I think actually I'm going to hand him back the card deck. Interesting as these are, uh I'll go with the with the staff. Thank you. And she's gonna offer her token. His eyes light up when he sees the token, and he very gingerly takes it. 
like and he hands you the staff. Here you here you go. He kind of rubs the token a couple times between his fingers and he slides it in his pack. It's been a pleasure doing business with you. Uh, likewise. If I wanted to purchase these cards with gold, uh, what would be the price on those? For gold price, I would say 50 gold. Considers for a moment. Um, would you be willing to consider a trade? Trades are always welcome here. She's gonna pull out seemingly nothing. And then set it down, Seemingly and nothing. it appears, because it's that invisible sword that she picked up forever ago. <laughs> oh, this is very interesting. A magic sword turns invisible. I believe I was told it's um, malachite and gold. Oh. Those are very rare crafting materials. I could see an even trade on this. Wonderful. Then I'll trade it for the cards. Hands you the deck of cards and stashes the sword in that same bag. Thank you. Have a lovely... Well, I would say day, but... Gestures around at the space in general. Yes, it is quite disorienting. And she'll she'll leave him be and leave with her uh, spoils. And we circle back to Yulby. All right, Yulby. Okay, I got an idea. Got an idea. Yes. And Yulby's kind of been like trying to figure it out. Like obviously the math is playing in her head. Um. But she's not that bright. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure things out. That's fair. Um, she's like, does it seem worth it in her brain? Like, okay. I have an idea. I have several ideas, she says. Alright. I am listening and willing. I would like the cloak made out of the hide. That is for sure. You yes. said you needed a thingy for a brooch. Yes. Uh, you'll be will produce a cufflink that she got during <laughs> a little little haunted oh. hotel expedition. Oh. Ooh. It's part That's of a set, but she keeps the other one. Um, That's fair. Oh, actually, no. She'll put both down. Um, one of them, I would like. to be turned into the little claspy thing. The other one, if you could just stick something on it. Or just make sure they just kind of mash together. That's good. Use them both as the clasp and... No, no. Maybe... No, it's part of part of a half. I want to give uh, this to somebody. Uh, I can... I can make this look pretty. 
And she also put down an arrow tip <laughs> that she has. Alright. I know this thing is magic and it does the ouchies. That can go on a spine, I suppose, and make it into a dagger. I don't know. Something. I like to keep the leftovers and pay with this. And she'll put down the fancy token. Ah, a token. I will make sure to take the utmost care in crafting these items. Thank you. Or would this also, if there's anything left, would it be a good baby blanket of sorts? I could possibly make a blanket or a, a wrap for a child. Perfect. There's quite a bit of material here. She grins. Oh, good. Thank you very much. <laughs> the that is all then. Child in question is like two inches long, you know. <laughs> they're gone her and her helper are gone for what seems like 10 minutes to Yulby and when they come back she her hair has grown significantly longer and this this half orc guy has a full full on beard now like they've been gone for months impressive I have completed your items. Ah, and she lays out this. She lays out this this cloak, and it it uh, even though it's made of wyvern scales, it looks ridiculously soft. And you put it on, and it's it, it fits like a glove. It's perfect. She sets out the other cufflink. Uh, it's just got uh, a grounded down one of the wyvern spines. And it's almost like it's a cut jewel on top of this cufflink. Sits it down. She takes out this uh, this wyvern spine arrow dagger, and it's uh, it doesn't look like much, but it's got this very thin piece of silver wire that is re- that's laid throughout the whole thing to hold it together. Cool. And it looks very fancy. And then there's the, the last of the cloak is made into this, uh, or last of the leather is made into this very finely woven quilt. That it looks like it could be turned into a wrap. Because I have made all of your items, and that was a very fair exchange. A favor from the gatekeeper is not not something to trifle with. Oh, so that's why one of these tokens were so very nice. <laughs> well, I hope this it brings you luck. This place would not exist without him. Ah. That's how he knows. Ah, cool. Well, thank you very much. As you head back, we're going to switch over to... Uh, back to Fritz. So, so Fritz, you've had time to think. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, he, I have done a little bit more research on the thing. But uh, side observation: for somebody known as the gatekeeper, they certainly have loose gates. Um. <laughs> so, thought about it some more, kind of as they're walking around, looking around, talking to themselves. There's three. There's three items that, that they would want. 
or so, like mm -hmm. along the course of things they would want. Both of them agree on one. Something to kill a demigod. Then Fritz has an item that he would want that would allow, or at least knowledge of a, of a way to uh, restore Sig to his body. And then Sig um, would like a, um, a tool to uh, turn spells against their casters. Turn spells, okay. So these are all vastly different things. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're wandering around and uh, makes sense as you're wandering around and looking out you know, window shopping and seeing a whole bunch of random stuff. You're just like, this sounds like a good idea. What could I, what if I could do this? And then it snowballs and you walk away with a lot more than you probably should have. Right, so you come across three items as you're wandering. They're not, they're not by any means close to each other. But you've kind of memorized where those stalls are so you can get back to any of them at any time. And in your, in your wanderings, you find a... It's, it's, almost, it's almost like a shield. It's a lot smaller. Probably the size of a pot lid. Uh, it's got a mirrored reflection on it. And the stall owner called it a shield of reflection. And it reflects back any magical attack that is used against it. Any magical, so is there limitations? Uh, let's see. It says here, uh, limit. Uh, so essentially it can block any magic used against you up to the level of spell you can cast. If you are a spellcaster, this is a spellcaster's item. Well, that makes you pretty uh, invincible to spells. But it specifically attacks spells. Well, yeah, directly targeted spells. Yeah. Because I mean, the reference I was looking for that one is the ring of spell turning, so which is a also fairly broken ring, but not nearly that broken. <laughs> Um, uh, then you, you come across a uh, book of, uh, it's, it's a book of poison, um, it, it's like different recipes for different types of poison, and you're kind of flipping through it, and you see ones that can kill demigods, and gods, and demons, and, uh, the downside to that, all kinds of stuff, the downside to that would be, uh, tool proficiencies. Because I don't have any of those. <laughs> and then the last thing you find is now when you stumble upon this, Sig, I could, Sig probably gets very excited. And it's something from your own world. And it is a full set. the Celestial Construct Armor. Essentially the Sentinel Armor. That can walk by itself and uh, move and stuff like that. But it does not seem to have a soul tied to it. Okay. Okay. 
do you want anything else you got roll me an investigation yeah, yeah, yeah. um so the so it sounds like we have the device to stop spells as long as it's not considered a shield i'm good on that or the construct it's still technically a shield what's that it's still technically a shield well i don't have uh any kind of shield proficiencies so it would make me less effective <laughs> plus everything has a downside i mean that's fair that's why i was hoping for a ring because the ring doesn't use a hand I gave you your options for rings. You didn't like them. <laughs> gave me options for poopy rings. This is the band with two level 11 characters. <laughs> so. Do you roll again? Or do you decide on one of these? And you don't necessarily have to buy anything either. You can save that token for later if you want. Oh, that's fair. Uh, because the big issue with the whole, like, armored thing that, uh, that Sig would fight Fritz about is it doesn't help them to stop uh, the situation they're in unless it would be able to be functional right away. That's something you'd have to investigate. Well, we can investigate. But the guy won't let the, that person. The person who owns this doll won't let you touch this armor because they think it's fragile. Okay. It was bought off another vendor. So, um, if I investigate, my minimum roll is a twenty-one. Do I need to roll? God damn. <laughs> No, because I forgot about you. <laughs> I mean, I could roll, but... I forgot about that, okay? <laughs> we just talked about this. Alright. So, as you're investigating, and you're looking for something just slightly different, you come across two more items. One is a necklace. Looks kind of similar to uh, Sig Trigger's pendant. And the the owner of it calls it a amulet of possession, and explains that essentially this lets you inhabit another body. Which for someone with two souls, that could come in handy. So. The question with that is it like possess and take over another body or is it like like a, another living individual like what's the situation uh, essentially it is uh, you dominate if it's a living person you dominate that person's will and you control that person if it is an unliving person or an inanimate object, you take control of it immediately like it's your own body. 
can be used on people, animals, constructs, anything that can move or contains a soul gem or a soul. The other thing you find is it kind of looks like an hourglass. And the owner has no idea anything about it. Always fun. It was given it was given to them by some strange person in a far a far off land. That they don't know anything about. They've never tried to use it because it takes attunement, and they don't. They're they're feared if they do that, it'll break. It won't be usable anymore. They can't sell it. Uh, but looking at it, it's maybe a 15 second timer. Is what it looks like. And the sand inside it is black. Okay, so. Since you've point blank told me you have no idea what it does, how much are you looking for? The man who gave it to me said it was pretty much worthless. I can probably... The materials it's made of itself cost, I could say, maybe five gold for this. I don't know much about it. I don't know what it does. It's made of some kind of mage wood and odd black sand, like iron sand. Oh. Gonna talk you down to four gold. Four and a half. Four and three. Fine, fine, just take it out. <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, Sig and Fritz no longer have any money. <laughs> Are you that broke? Yes! <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I mean, he has an item that's worth a pretty penny, but he's like, I'm not gonna cash that in for, uh, random thing that I have no idea what it does. <laughs> Alright. So you have your options. If that's all you want, uh, you can return to the gatekeeper or you can pick one of the other items. Um, so since we got that hourglass thing, um, since we don't know what it does, I think the plan is going to be to get it identified or to uh, use it in a situation of uh, great importance. So, um, mm -hmm. I think with that logic in mind, Fritz managed to mollify Sig enough to get that construct. Get the construct? Uh -huh. Okay. Uh, and this guy looks at you. Thousand gold. Or, you can be nicer and I can give you this. And he holds up that token. The guy... I very gingerly takes the token. Yes, yes. Take it. All right. I think it is scarce. Take it. We're going to charge him a thousand gold for something that's cursed? <laughs> sure. Profiling. 
<laughs> There's no way you an orc can afford a thousand gold. <laughs> but you also notice that this uh, vendor is the only human you've run into so far. Silly humans. <laughs> You're kind of dragging this this construct around. It's all that's a little bit taller than you. You all make it back to the gatekeeper. I mean, ah, I s unless the construct yes. weighs more than uh, unless the construct weighs more than three hundred or sorry, four hundred and twenty-two pounds, uh, you can just carry it. It weighs four hundred and twenty-five. <laughs> 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 uh, then he's dragging it a little bit, so. No, you can... I mean, if he can carry that much, he could probably lift it up over his shoulder. I'm not I'm not going to be that much of a dick. That's that's the free way to have available, roughly, so... Yeah. Um, can yes. I look for one last thing on my way back? You sure can. I would like to find, if I can, something magical that creates music. Creates music. Yes, like I don't know, a magical music. Ah. Hmm. I tell you what, roll me an investigation with advantage. If I can actually click on the right part of my sheet. Eighteen. I love that I had advantage because my first roll was going to be a five. Oh, oh, geez, that'd have been typical, Kelly, though. Yeah, All right. So, you're looking for music items, and you're wandering around, and you're making your way back to the gatekeeper while looking, and you come across this. It kind of resembles a bookshop, like this little this little stall here. And it has a few items on the counter here. There's a bunch of books stacked on one side. But there's three items that are kind of absentmindedly playing music on the desk here, or on the stall. And there's this. One of them is a small golden harp that kind of just plays music by itself. There is a... Um, a large gray box that music seems to be emanating from that you you can't tell what it's kind of muffled like the box is shut okay and the other thing is this little this little wind up wind up toy it kind of looks like a frog and it's just kind of hopping around and it's making all kinds of music as it hops around every time it lands it's kind of moving in a circle okay okay um when you say small harp what size are you talking about like, it would probably fit in your pocket. Oh, very small. Yes. Okay. But it's loud. <laughs> okay. I'm going to approach. Um, and look at these three musical items. And I have two questions. My first question just being, um, excuse me, 
I see that you have these items that play music here. Are they... Can you turn them off and then back on, or are they just always playing sound? Um, and this, this young drow girl kind of like pokes her head out of all the books. Uh, yes, yes, they, they turn off. And the, the frog thing kind of, once its wind is done, it stops. And you can slowly see it starting to slow down. And it stops on its own. Uh, the harp, you just look at it and say, end song. And it kind of stops playing. As for the box, it... Well, it's kind of iffy. It's got a mind of its own. You can tell it to stop. You can take its wind-up key out. It may stop. It may start playing a different song. It may get louder. I don't... It's... I think it's a, a one of those intelligent items. It kind of has a mind of its own. big is this box? Uh, I'm going to say roughly the size of like a tissue box. It's too big to fit inside a pocket, but it would fit perfectly inside a pack. kind of talk to herself, I was like, well, I did say I need to follow my whims more often. Um, how much is this box? The box, um, since I believe it might be broken, I will say 25 gold. Ponders a moment. a moment again <laughs> and then um As uh, Callie is uh, thinking, she's and pondering, looking through uh, her things. It's like pondering. Oh God, she's well, like digging through this 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 young drow girl or young looking drow girl. She's she says, "Hmm, I tell you what, hmm. I will do eighteen gold, and a story from your homeland." I could arrange that. Thank you. She's gonna pull out her 18 gold, and I feel like it'd be clear to the shopkeeper at that point that, like, that's almost every all the gold she has, right? Like, it's like empties out most of the pouch, takes back only a few coins. Um, 
they, these are black market vendors. Like they'll rob you. No, I, abso- I I know that. What really? I'm saying is, <laughs> she literally couldn't do twenty because she has nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's also gonna pull out her braille storybook, and is going to read one of the stories from this braille storybook to her. Um, I'm gonna choose the story about um, Frynos. The, the toad elemental. Ah. Um, I think as you read this story out, the uh, the drow girl, her, her eyes light up, and she begins writing it down as you're reading it. At the end of the story, she'll close the book and just, and I happen to have it on good faith that that tale is entirely true. Oh, it's more than just a story. She'll nod. And kind of, kind of like right gently tap the, the frog tattoo on her arm and then claim her things. You leave this drow, drow girl very happy. You Wonderful. Return to, and I'm assuming you head your way back the rest of the way to the gatekeeper. Yes. Now holding a staff and a little box playing a muffled song and looking quite pleased with herself. (laughs) (laughs) Just about that time, your friends uh, uh, kind of arrive at the same spot. Each of them with their items in tow. Oh, Yulby's got everything in her arms underneath her really cold cloak now. (laughs) (laughs) The gatekeeper says, "Did you all find what you were looking for?" Well, yeah. I still not, don't know what I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah, not really, but found something. Yes. I see. Well, you all look pleased for the most part. Kind of stares at the armor that Fritz is carrying over his shoulder. That's an interesting buy. Alright, we shall return to the tavern, and I think you all need some rest. Yeah, a dinner. And I think uh, as as he opens the door back and heads back into the tavern, uh, following after the three of you after you walk through, he has uh, the the now returned to ghost form leaf make you all dinner and he retires to his office as you all eat all eat dinner you hear a massive amount of um, curse words and draconic coming from the basement <laughs> amazing and then just and just kind of defeated laughter after that point. Um, That is where we will end for the night. I do want to add one thing that I wish to make canon whenever dinner dinner happens. Yes. Is that Yulby flips the coin and invites Jack to dinner. I think when you flip the coin this time Mm -hmm. and you flip it multiple times Jack never shows up. (gasps) 
She does it every time for dinner lately, so I was just going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I understand. I get it. It's just when you flip it this time, he doesn't show up. Rude. Mm. It is rude. Oh, well. And that is where we will end. Um, I feel like Callie's going to spend her dinner time talking to this box and feel, figuring out how sentient it might be. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I will tell you all about each of the different items and how they work after the fact. And, uh, oh. when you can use your new stuff in next episode. Secrets. <laughs> yep, yep. Let's do the thing. The thing. The thing. The thing of uh, give us your reviews and uh, uh, there's another word my brain just completely blanked on. Anywho's, uh, just go ahead and give us reviews. You know, your uh, let us know how many black market vendors out of. Uh, stores that we've been, we got here going for you. Uh, let us know positives, negatives, con- uh, constructive criticism is always good, as well as if we're doing something really, really great, let us know because that's always a good feeling as well. Um, I forgot. I missed my cue. I'm so sorry. I was looking at all my cool new things. Um, <laughs> speaking of cool new things, Discord's really not all that new, but we would love to have you guys come on over to our Discord and be a cool new person to talk to. So come on over, chat with us. Um, I don't know. We'd have a great time. So I don't really have anything else to say except see you there. Well, just like black market vendors, I'd like to steal every one last of your character count. So, so tweet us or, I don't know, social media us, whatever, at Fate's Rest on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use up all the characters. Tell me a long-ass story. Do it. <laughs> don't be afraid. <laughs> and Cowards. Lastly, as always, I leave you with the topic of the week. And this week, we're going to stick in tune with the episode, and uh, I want to hear about those magic items, either homebrew or uh, rules books, whatever. I want to hear about those magic items that you come across in the shadiest places possible. (laughs) Like these very rare items that you find in a back alley. I want, to, I want to hear about those times, because most campaigns have at least one instance of this happening. Well, I feel like you missed the uh, the best one you could ask for the topic here. What are some of the most ridiculous haggling situations you've had to go into? That is also another thing we could do. <laughs> like, most ridiculous trade, haggle, whatever. Like, try to haggle a vendor down because you only have four gold, or like four gold and like six silver or whatever like (laughs) (laughs) I want to know the times when somebody's tried haggling and super failed and didn't get the item at all I have a lot of those because the shopkeeper kicked them out (laughs) (laughs) 
or the times that the haggling devolved into accusatory claims and someone ended up in jail. Those are fun too. I, I want all the haggling like weird mishaps and stories. That's what I want. <laughs> I, I could care less about the magic items. Those are dime a dozen. <laughs> Let's hear about some really goofy situations and haggling. As a as a DM, I had a time where a player traded a story and then was no longer capable of telling that story anymore because they traded it away. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Technically, it's not her story, <laughs> just one she told, so I keep wondering if she is able to kind of tell it or get it back. <laughs> but we'll see. I expected that's what was going to happen to Callie, but no. <laughs> And as always, we love you. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.